Balotelli. Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. Gavin keeps it. Skin off goal. Look at that pass. Hayden! Goal! Columbus! There are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross and Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! This is the beautiful game. Oh, it's incredible! Described by two uglies. Stupendous! Welcome to Bone and Beam United. This is a thing of genius. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. Lots to get into today. We keep having to do math when it comes to the crew, so Yuck. we'll get into that. Lots of math, lots of scenarios, but we have the final, we think, final playoff scenario for the Columbus crew for this weekend. We will break that down for you. We also will go into what needs to happen with Champions League. You've had another week of games. Now we are four out of the six games down in this knockout round of Champions League. So Quick math, 66%. I can do that math. <laughs> Very good, yes. So all we need to do now is figure out which teams are in, which teams are out, and who has to do what to make it to the round of 16. So we'll break all that down for you. And Tottenham has currently on the payroll like 17 managers. So we're going to yes. talk about all the different people that they are paying. So... Beamer, how's the week been? You doing all right? Yeah, doing okay, man. Uh, doing okay. Can't complain. Uh, a little midweek uh, midweek action for Manchester United in the Champions League, which we'll get to. Uh, I also have, uh, so, you know, we we obviously, Meredith and I live together. We are a married couple. That's not that's a, good. Yeah, that's it's not you, breaking That's a good news. thing, how married couples uh, work. And so, as you're aware, you know, if you listen to the show, we have a puppy, and that puppy um, that we got at eight weeks old is now seven months old and is about 65 pounds of pure uh, terror. Uh, so that's good. So we got that going for us. Now we added into the equation this week. Uh, Meredith's mom is taking a little trip out to Connecticut to see her son, also known as Meredith's brother or my brother-in-law, depending on which way. Lots of ways to say it. Lots of ways to say it. Uh, so she's visiting, you know, the, the grandkid and everything and her son. So she drops the dog off at our house, the, her dog. So her dog is 10 years old. He's a bearded collie. His name is Barney. He's uh, he's a great dog. Uh, but what what we didn't realize is that when they'd done this before, Theo was a little bit younger. Now he's a little more territorial. And uh, anytime that uh, dog B, a.k.a. Barney, decides to chew on dog A's toys, then our pit bull, uh, our little pit pup, decides that all hell is breaking loose. World War Three should be ensued. And so basically for the last week in the house, uh, all we're hearing is barking. So I'm mm. glad to get into a space where I don't hear barking for like five hours a day. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's clearing up my mental pattern. I'm sure it does because, yeah, it, it's – we we don't our dog is a is a pup too about a year old and or a little well he's a little over a year now but he's not a huge barker neither man, is but, ours neither is ours but when the barking happens or if I take him on a walk and there's other dogs barking it is just oh it's like yeah it, I can take it for thirty seconds and then I'm like all right I gotta I can't hear this anymore but I I assume or I I, I know of how dogs sound when they bark but um. We have, you know, a two-year-old as well, and when she cries, mm -hmm. like someday, some days it's just a, it's, you know, there's a bones no bones day going on, yeah. you know, that's, <laughs> she's there's a there's just a tears no tears day, like it's just an all tears day sometimes where it doesn't matter what it is, it's like you can hand her a candy bar and just be like, thank you, she just she's just crying because mm -hmm. there's she's two and that's what happens, but 
that after a while do you just block out the sound because that's what we do with the two-year-old no. where it's like yeah well okay because that's what i that's what i mean is like it's annoying at first and then after a while you're like whatever nothing's going to stop this and you just learn to process you've not gotten to that point yet no i have not gotten to that point and um whenever we try to separate the dogs you know baby gate dog uh 10 year old bearded collie goes into one uh, room of the house uh pity stays with me uh and then he scratches and claws and whimpers and barks and he wants back in the room so there's really been no reprieve for the past six days i don't know how people with kids do it you have three and a dog you are a far <laughs> mentally uh, superior being than i, I am. don't i don't know about that lots of medication my friend that's all <laughs> i can tell you um all right so alternative we, med- medication right? yeah that's oh yeah alternative i'm mm-hmm. sipping one of those alternative medications right now before work that's always good codeine um, and sprite <laughs> Purple drink. <laughs> what? Jamarcus Russell? Is that what I'm doing? <laughs> Sipping lean? All right. That's uh, that's quite. Didn't think the, we were going to get a Jamarcus Russell. Took quite a turn, but all right. Let him live. Seriously. Hope he's okay. Um, all right. So here's what we had happen in MLS on Wednesday. The crew of obviously did not play. They only have decision day left. All the games on Sunday, by the way, 3.30 kick. So just like they do in the Premier League, every game in MLS. Love that. One time. No competitive advantage is given. More on that in a second. Um, so what happened Wednesday was the crew needed Atlanta to beat New York mm-hmm. and Houston to beat Montreal. That would have severely helped things. That did not happen. No. Um, instead, we got this weird effed up scenario where Red Bulls and Atlanta tied 0-0. So whoopty. That, like, no one enjoyed that. No one watching that enjoyed it. No crew fans enjoyed that. I guess maybe, like, DC United or Montreal fans may have enjoyed it because at least it kept them in the hunt too, but whatever. Uh, Montreal, meanwhile, hosted Houston and beat Houston two to nothing. Also not the result we were looking for, but the crew are still not mathematically eliminated. Not dead. Not dead, Zed. My guy forecast Nate, Nate Beckman. uh, He is now uh, the guy who does the Flordecky account, which is very cool because he uh, he's a Nordecky guy, but he moved to Florida, so he calls it the Floridecky. I didn't so know where that, that came from. I didn't know Nate was in charge of that. Yep, that's Nate. So there you go. But uh, So he's trying to like get a Southern supporters group. So if you know anybody in Florida who likes the crew, direct them to Nate Beckman's Chris Twitter. And, uh, yeah, there you go. That's a guy who does occasionally go down there. I know Al, Al Shulman, who's also on Twitter, big crew fan. I know he travels down there. I don't know if he lives there or not, but... Anyway, so Florida Crew Fans Unite. Nate put together his thing. You can see this at Flordecky, F-L-O-R-D-E-C-K-E. Here's what needs to happen on decision day on Sunday. Crew need to win. Yeah. Red Bulls need to lose. But the Red Bulls need to lose and crew need to win in such a way that a seven-goal differential is made up. Yeah. So... Crew win four nothing. DC lose three to nothing. They play Nashville. Crew win ten nothing. Or not DC. Sorry, I said DC. Red Bulls. Sorry, Red Bulls lose three nothing. Crew win four nothing. Something like that. Yeah, whatever. Crew win seven to nothing, and Red Bulls just zero zero draw. I don't know. Um, no, we what, can't have that happen. If they get one more point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't do that. So they have to lose. Okay, so it's six. Yeah, six to one. You know, six for the crew. One against for Red Bulls they have to lose no matter what and they have to make up a seven goal differential so that'll be tough number one that's that's a big deal so and obviously Red Bulls could just play for a zero zero draw against Nashville I believe who they have to play and if that happens it's all done 
Um, but if the Red Bulls lose and get that seven-goal differential, that's still not enough to get it done. You also need Toronto to tie or beat D.C. United. Correct. Okay. And speaking of Florida, Orlando needs to tie or beat Montreal. Correct. So for D.C. and Orlando or D.C. and Montreal, they both know and the Red Bulls, too. Like they're all looking at we need to win. Mm -hmm. And and that's like job one. If Red Bulls win, they're in. They're into the playoffs. Yeah, that's it. It's it's plain as day for them. They control their own destiny. Control their own destiny. Yes. All those other teams need other things to happen. So, yeah, the crew are going to need to score as many goals as possible. Good thing they got MLS player of the week, Lucas Elleran, on their team. Good thing indeed. Also, good thing this. Did you see what happened with the Chicago Fire? No. A little little interesting occurrence happened uh, the other day where apparently Chicago Fire's management decided to tell some of the players, hey – we're not bringing you back next year. Your contract is not going to be renewed. So just know that you have one game left. That's, that's, here you go. Enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Some of the players responded by saying, that's cool. Uh, You can enjoy the next game without me. Ooh. Taylor Twelman reported this last night that the fire told seven players. Yeah. What are we doing? (laughs) Twelman said seven players were told they weren't picking up their option for next year before their last game with the crew. A handful of players said they will not play in the game. Great. Uh, so I don't it, it. According to some of the reports I've seen, there's at least a couple starter level players that will not be available for Chicago. So what a mess that is, by the way, like good for the Chicago for actually like updating their logo. Chicago at least football. Something good, it's but, a mess. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really really not great. All in ju- yeah, football on mm-hmm. all levels in Chicago not not well at this moment. So anyway, that's where we stand right now. There's a decent chance for the crew. They put out their best lineup they can all year long. They're they're going to put out every guy they've got that's healthy and go for it. I mean, if you're going to the game, expect to see ears pinned back oh, and yeah. 90 minutes of just bombing it up the sidelines and Try. I mean, if if not, then what are we doing? Right. To to quote Taylor Twelman, that's what needs to happen. So it's uh, Nate did a much better job illustrating <clears throat> what needs to happen for the crew uh, than I did. So we were talking about it, of course, on our local morning show today. Here's what I have on my prep sheet as I was uh, trying to do the math early this morning at like four forty five with one eye open. Uh, crew need to win by a shitload of goals on Sunday against Chicago. <laughs> Red Bull to lose by a slew of goals to Nashville. Montreal to lose or draw against Orlando. DC United to lose or draw against Toronto. That's uh, that's what I kind of... I figured if you win by said shitload of goals, then we're kind of... If you don't do that, it doesn't matter. So that's that's business number one for the crew. Imagine, yeah, like... I mean, this is the thing that does suck. Like, let's say the crew won nine to nothing. Yeah. Something crazy like that. A score you never see in soccer but they just destroy Chicago. Then you can still have New York tie Nashville zero zero and it <laughs> doesn't matter. That's the, that's the really galling part of this. Yeah. And I might add that it's really super frustrating to remember. Cause I went to the New York game knowing that was a huge match. My neighbors went with me. We had a fun time, but for the fact that the crew lost that game and it just, ah, it's like if, if they just had got that result, then you right? would be going into Sunday saying all you need to do is win. 
Yes. Or, and again, I, I know we've harped on it, but don't tie Cincinnati. Don't tie Austin. You're not in this position. I know it's easy to pick on those games because they're quasi, at least the Cincinnati game's a rivalry game, and Austin just wanted to see them lose. But mm -hmm. those teams are so bad. The crew, all they had to do in those games was just win. Instead, Caleb Porter's like hyping up the crowd for a tie. You know, which at the time we were like, yeah, there you go. Get in their face a little bit. But now looking back on it, it's like. You should have won that game, man. They just gave Should have won that game. Look I how mean, awful Cincinnati's been all year. They're course. terrible. Of course, So it's, it's that's what's frustrating is now the crew are basically in a spot where. You need is, a miracle to happen. You need yeah. a miracle to happen to say it plain as day. Now, that all said, if they get said miracle. I really like this team's chances in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, well, I do because I'm, I know everybody does. I mean, I think getting, Chris Doran said it on Twitter. It's the last team anybody will want to play in MLS playoffs. Oh, they they are they're getting healthier. Zella Rayon is back to playing at his all world status, where yeah. he just lights people up every huge time he Armenian goes out on the team field. national guy. That's right. oh, trust me, man. Look, you win. I might have to go buy one anyway, but. You you make it to you make it in. I may have to if it's all like him scoring three or four goals and setting up two more. Four, or some let's crazy get thing. five and nine minutes. I'll right. Lewandowski. <laughs> yeah, man, let's do that. Like if he pulls off something like that and this crew team makes the playoffs, I might just go have to go buy an Armenian national team jersey. I might have to take up residency in Armenia if that happens. Let's do it. Let's. I hear it's great. Let's go. That would be but, a lovely place. Yeah. All I'm saying is looking at this roster now. I mean, think about how hungry they will be if they can get back and actually get into this playoffs. And the fact you've got Zellerion playing great. The fact that you have Miguel Berry getting confidence and knowing what he can do. You know, you're going to have Zardes back. Like, you're going to have a really good group of guys up front that can score goals for you. Never mind, like, Pedro Santos playing better. Like, all these guys. I mean, it's just, this is good if they can get there, but... Tall task ahead coming up on Sunday, 3.30, all the action. Of course, we'll have it on the fan. Probably not because <laughs> the Browns game. We'll have it somewhere. It'll be somewhere. <laughs> uh, but to your point about this, you know, whether this happens or not on, on decision day, I think that's obviously up to Red Bull and it's up to all these other teams that kind of quasi control their own destiny. Uh, to your point there, I think that's the most frustrating part about this team, is it not? Right, like you just mentioned, yeah, Lucas Elrond getting back to all world form, like Miguel Berry. We know that he is like the way that this team is playing uh, over the last six weeks or so has really showed you the difference in where they were at midsummer. Uh, and I think that's you know one result here or there. Like you're already into the playoffs, and we're talking about this team not hoping for three results to go their way. We're talking about this team being firmly in the playoffs and coming in uh, as like home wreckers, right? Like we know that what this team could possess. You're reigning MLS Cup champs. It's not what we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the season, but at the same time, you still possess a ton of talent. And I think that's the most frustrating thing, probably for Crew fans right now. Yes, there is a small outside potential possibility for you to get into the playoffs but everything that you just mentioned with the way that this team is playing it is team number one in the no fly zone of teams that other teams want to be playing and I think that's the biggest part in this uh with this would be considered a failure of a season uh by them if they don't make it in yeah it, I mean I have mellowed a bit on I like to see the fight right the fact that they came back and fought their way sure. through what was looking like an abysmal end of the season 
they could have just packed it in in September and been out of this thing a month ago. They they aren't, so I give them credit for that. But it's still frustrating, like we said, that we're even in this spot. This is I, I know that I've I've seen like Pat Murphy, our guy. We like Pat Murphy a lot. I, saw I drink him on with Twitter. Pat. I drink with Pat every. Pat's week. good, dude. Yeah. I I don't always agree with Pat on everything, but I love Pat. He's a great guy. But I saw him tweeting like you know the amount of injuries that this team has had. It's insane that people, you know, are holding them to such a high standard or something. I, mean, I don't want to misquote him. Something to that effect of like, Pat it's, said it's all crazy dogs they're are even bad here. and he hates puppies, is what he said. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I also heard he's like anti children. Yeah. Like, children are awful. <laughs> he hates, I don't know, like nice things, mm-hmm. marshmallows. He's also against. Anyway, yep. the point is, like, basically, I disagree with the people. And Dom Tiberi's another one. Dom comes over all the time and is like, buddy, if these guys weren't hurt, they'd be in the playoffs. It's like, yeah, man, but injuries happen. It's Major League Soccer, and this roster is deep. They didn't build this thing to, like, you know, not be able to withstand that. Yeah. Yes, I mean, losing some of your best players early in the season Aiden was Aiden Morris, great. game number one of the season. Game number one, right? Kevin Molino yeah. was brought in as a huge acquisition this offseason, did nothing when he was healthy, hasn't been healthy for most of the year, and obviously had season-ending whatever it was back in the middle of the summer, but... Before that, remember, he couldn't play for like the first six or eight games, yeah. then came out a few games, wasn't great, and then had to shut it down again. So anyway, my point being, I know there's been bad injuries. Artur, not being a part of this team like mm-hmm. all year, has sucked. He's great. He's one of the most underrated players. The Knox, the Jossie. Jossie having injuries. Yeah, yeah, I know there's, I know that, but there's also a ton of guys on this team who can get the job done. So I, and, it, and look how easy it is to make the playoffs in MLS. This team had a world-class like failure in the middle of the season and they still are in this thing they had a ridiculous stretch where they were just god-awful this summer for like two months and they still have a chance on the final game of the season to make it in long shot as it is so yeah I'm 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 not as down because they fought back I'm not as frustrated about Porter I guess I'll let him live for another year if they miss the playoffs. Mm. I'm not ready to not ready to get Porter not ready fired. To swing just the axe yet, yet? Not yet. Not yet. I mean, he did win MLS Cup and they fought back this hey, year. Hey, so. don't forget Campione's Cup too. We got that in the bag. Oh yeah, I've you got that in the bag. Don't forget about it. I will say, and I love Dom. Dom came over to me the other day and he's like, "That Campione's Cup, that's a big <laughs> deal." And then at the same time, was like, "They got to get out of this Concacaf Champions League bullshit." <laughs> and I'm just like, Dom. Which we can't, we can't say Campiona's Cup is a huge deal. What an honor. And then also say that the Champions League is bullshit. Like, <laughs> the Champions League is awesome. Like, I would love for the crew. I would much rather win Champions League than Campiona's Cup. But that's all right. Dom means well. I love that he loves the crew. He is one of the most passionate people about the crew. It is not a shtick on Twitter. It is not a thing for the air. He says that stuff behind the scenes. So my guy, Dom Tiberi, been there since day one. Let him live. That's all I'm saying. So let's go. Three points this weekend. Nine goals. Come on, Nashville. And whoever else we need. And Eileen. (laughs) Come on, Eileen. That's right. (laughs) Oh, what a great song. Uh, what is that? Dick, Dixie and the Dixie Midnight, and the Midnight Runners, run, run, Runners, Maybe? something like that. I was gonna say Riders, but that's not, that's not it. I don't know. Who not cares? It. It, yeah, you know me. I love music. I'm just all about all the old music. That's what I listen to. Oh yeah, huge Billy Joel fan. 
<laughs> and Metallica. A, Lars Ulrich, your guy. A, well, I would be a Metallica fan if it wasn't for their dumb drummer. Anyway. <laughs> God. I like old Metallica because he was actually like, that's when he remembered how to drum. And then he was like, let's go to the Black Album. And he was like, what do you want me to do? Just hit my China symbol all the time? All right, that's what I'm going to do. Stupid. Yeah. I hate Lars Music Ulrich. and soccer takes. That's what you come for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, next, we're going to break down Nipsey Hussle's entire catalog. So we're going to switch it up on you. Sounds good to me. I've been listening to some Nipsey Hussle and my guy. May he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Gone too soon. Absolutely. Um, all right. So let's talk about Champions League. What, round of 16 is where we're headed. There are four out of six matches already done. So already qualified for the round of 16. You have Bayern Munich. Yep. You have Juventus. Yep. You have Liverpool and Ajax. Ajax. Why do I always say Ajax? I don't, I don't know. know. Ajax is also qualified. So good for them, by the way. I always love that Ajax is just like they're yeah, great. We, they're one of the, the the greatest soccer teams in the world. Change my we, mind on that. You can't. Well, and and let's not forget. Remember what they did last year when they won their uh, championship because they won their league, and they get. I want to say they get like a plate. Yeah, instead like a of platter, like a cup. Kind of, yeah, they yeah. Get, yeah, like a big engraved silver thing. So they they took that, they melted it down. And then made, I want to say it was either like a, a coin or a, a pendant or something like that made out of the metal. And then they sent one to every season ticket holder and said, you have a piece of our trophy now because they've won so many of them. I'm sure their trophy case is ridiculous. Yeah, here you go. What do you mean? Here you go. I was saying, here you go with the trophy. Here you go, fans. Here you go. Oh. I what do you, you think gonna, I was going to say? Here you go. I thought, what? You, were, I thought you were going to play something. No, I, I can't like... play anything. We've gone over this before. I don't know how to use this studio. Here you go, fans. Take our plate uh, okay. and eat Thanksgiving yeah. dinner on it with it. Make it into a bicycle spoke. I don't know. Yeah. Dynamite dropping by you. I'm glad, I'm glad we did that. that awesome. <laughs> um, I'm drunk. Right. I'm drunk. It's, okay. it's 937 it's okay. on a Thursday. I'm drunk. All right. So that that is... Ajax, Ajax, Ajax. I don't know why I can't say their name. But anyway, yeah, they're great. They develop immense talent, and they win all their local trophies and occasionally do really well in Champions League like they're doing again this year. So let them live. Uh, Eliminated from Champions League round of 16 and just the Champions League, Besiktas, Malmo, and one of these things is not like the other, RB Leipzig. Yeah, bad. Big disappointment for them. Really disappointing. Only one point, right? Yeah, yeah, awful. In uh, again, I mean, a very tough group with Man City, PSG, and Club Bruges, who always play well in this tournament. Mm-hmm. It seems like of late, but yeah, Leipzig just—that was a group of death. But I would have expected Leipzig to show better, and they didn't. I would have so. expected them to at least stay around until the fifth match day. Yeah, at least. Uh, so they are pretty much done and dusted here. So what's left on the table there? Manchester City—they need a point out of Group A. Let's start there. That was the one we were just talking about. Uh, Manchester City will just need a point to go through, and they have a game at home against PSG, so that could actually secure the group for them. Um, so they're, I mean, likely through, just needing a point out of two matches. Yep. They can do that. Uh, PSG, they will be through with either two draws or if Club Bruges fail to win either of their remaining games. Against Leipzig or City. Yep, and Club Bruges must win both of their remaining games to have a chance. So... Pretty much looks like PSG and Man City are through, which not a shock given their firepower. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, I'd like to see Club Bruges maybe wreck the party there. We'll find out if they can. Doubt it. 
Uh, Group B, that is Liverpool, Porto, Atletico, Madrid, and Milan. AC Milan, for those not as acquainted. Liverpool, of course, like I said, already qualified. Porto, they go through on match day five if they can beat Liverpool and Atletico lose to AC Milan. Um, they just need to get four points out of their last two games. So some, some combination of that puts them through. Um, but AC Milan, they have to win both their remaining games to have a chance of staying in the Champions League. Uh, the other team, Atletico Madrid, they need at least a draw at home to AC Milan. If they do that, that kind of leaves it up to them because they play FC Porto in the last game. Correct. So if Madrid can get at least a point out of their next game against Milan, then they will have it all in their hands when they play FC Porto in match day six, which and I'm hopefully, hoping for. I was going to say, and hopefully don't get another red card because uh, they really can't even like field a team right now yeah, yeah. with the amount of that they're just stacking up left and right. Yeah, it's, it's not good at all. Um, let's go to group C, that is Ajax, who, like I said, is already in. Uh, Dortmund, they are second place right now. Um, a win at home to Sporting CP will get them through. A draw would leave them needing a win at home to Besiktas to seal second place. Sporting CP is the third team in this group, and like I said, Besiktas is there as well. They're out, but Sporting CP, they need victory at home to Dortmund by two-plus goals. That'll get them through the round of 16. So, yeah, looks like it's pretty clear for Borussia Dortmund what mm -hmm. they need to do. That one seems pretty easy for them, I would been say. Been disappointing for them lately, Dortmund. Yeah, they really have not been playing up to the normal level for them. I don't know if that's just because they're, you know, of injuries and in between some of their, you know, young players coming up. But, yeah, it is really weird to see them not getting the results because it's not like they lack firepower when everyone's healthy sure. and ready to go. Uh, Group D, you've got Real Madrid. They have to win at FC Sheriff, which our guys didn't happen at home at the Bernabeu. Didn't happen, say right? It's going to happen when you go to Sheriff. Yep they uh, they have to guarantee qualification by winning that game uh, in match day five. But they could also just get two draws over their next two games. That seems like a safe bet. Well. Yeah, you would think they'll get at least two points there. Three points obviously puts them through. Uh, Inter Milan, Sheriff, and Shakhtar Donetsk are the other teams in this group. Uh, so none of them are out of it. Inter Milan, they can get through with just a game to spare by beating Shakhtar um, if FC Sheriff do not beat Real Madrid. So they can beat Shakhtar and let probably an inevitability happen. Although, again, like you said, FC Sheriff already got the job done once. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll do it again. But if Results hold that normal in a normal world would hold. Inter Milan should get through, you would think. Um, like we said, Sheriff will be out if they lose to Real Madrid and and them too, Real Madrid and Inter B. <laughs> Shakhtar. Can't talk hey today. Hey, man, all this math is making my brain hurt. I know, I know. And uh, Shakhtar are going to have to win both their remaining games and hope that they get a bunch of bounces going their way. So they're like the crew as far as getting into the next round. Yep. Um, then you've got in Group E, that is Bayern, who we already said are through. Barcelona, which I'll tell you are what they mess. have to do in a second. Yeah, they are a mess. Benfica and uh, Dinamo Kiev. I always want to say Dynamo, but that's, you know. That's, that's our way of saying we it. We say, yeah, Dinamo Kiev. Either way, Munich are through. Barcelona, they can win at home if when they play Benfica, and they will be through. Benfica must not lose to Barcelona to stay in contention. They need two points to guarantee second place. Uh, Dinamo Kiev need to win both their remaining games and hope Barcelona lose. So that's that's their pathway 
So again, it's still some interest in that group as well, which I always like the fact that all the teams are alive, basically. That's fun. Uh, group F, that's your favorite group. That's mm-hmm. Manchester United's group. They will be through if they win away to Villarreal in their next match. No problem. I'm not even worried about it. They're oh, no. Yeah. They're gonna shouldn't, shouldn't worry about anything. <laughs> they're going to get it done. Shouldn't Come worry on. about this... anything that United's doing, right? I mean, no, they're just so no. good. Rafael Varane out for a month. Harry Maguire coming back 10 days before he should have with injury. David De Gea looking great. Thankfully, Cristiano Ronaldo is there for the rescue like every yeah, single no match. Kidding. So. That's just, he is your get out of jail free he card. Is. He is. It's, it's literally incredible. it right now. They're like, give the ball to Ronaldo and he's gonna dude and the, the running he was doing in their last oh, it was game nuts. just it I was mean nuts. that that run he made from like midfield all yeah. the way down to the corner and just tracking back like he's 22 years old like my god it's just insane what that man is able to do on a he's soccer covering field. up a lot of uh, problems for them <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, well, and, and, problems. and to be fair it's not like positionally or tactically he fixes all their problems no he's, he creates some problems for them for 75 percent of the game but then he gets you two goals out of nowhere and you're like well yeah okay that's can't why really complain him. about the other part <laughs> right. of that you know and, and then and then he puts in an effort like that 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 like i said that run was just great defensive play like good <laughs> more of that please but yeah phenomenal when he when he is on his day but uh so this group is really tight mm-hmm. uh group f is seven points for manchester united villarreal also on seven points goal differential villarreal actually is uh, plus four to Manchester United's plus one. But remember, they went away with the uh, with the goal differential for the group stage. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Now. Head to head. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then you've got Atalanta. They are on five points, so certainly they're not out of it. And Young Boys still alive. They are they are not out of it with three points. So it's going to come down to the last match day in that. Game. It really is. Yeah. This one, yeah. So the the match is left here. Uh, November 23rd, Villarreal plays Manchester United. That's obviously a monumental game. If Manchester United beats Villarreal, that goes really far for them to be able to secure getting through. Uh, Young Boys play Atalanta in that game. So if Young Boys lose that game, they are out. Yeah. Um, Atalanta can guarantee a place in the round of 16 with two victories. They also can get it with four points if Villarreal lose to Manchester United. So Atalanta rooting for your guys next time they play. Uh, December 8th is the final match day, and that is Atalanta versus Villarreal and Manchester United versus Young Boys. So see how that one plays out. Looks like Manchester United and Atalanta hosting those two games. So, yeah, there, there's that's a very interesting group, and that'll be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and then two more groups to go here. Group G... You have Salzburg. It's kind of a similar deal. They're yeah. on seven points. Yep. Uh, Lily is 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 that? Well, I always forget. Is little is that Lillehammer or just Lille? Yeah, that's Lille. a uh, that's Lille. our our favorite league. Legion. Legion. Yeah. Love love France. Um, they are on five points. Wolfsburg is on five points as well from the Bundesliga, and Sevilla on three points. So. So let's start at the bottom here just to switch it up. Sevilla will be out of Champions League if they lose at home to Wolfsburg, and they will be sure to finish in the bottom if Lille win at home to Salzburg. Meanwhile, Wolfsburg, they're still in contention uh, on match day six if they can get a win at home to Lille or Lille. Why? Or Lille or uh, Lille. 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 I'm just saying Lille. I'm just saying Lille. <laughs> Screw it. I'm actually I'm calling him Lyle. Actually, you know like, what? You just make all the L's silent and just yeah. That's it. <laughs> like take out all the L's there for them. I'm not going to pretend I watch a lot of 
Lyle or Leal <laughs> or Lele. I don't. <laughs> However you want to pronounce you. it. I don't know what to tell yeah. you. I don't. Mm-hmm. We're um, not huge in France, by the way. No, I don't think we no. have to worry about that. That's okay. We're not, not a big bunch of listeners. There. No. Um, FC Salzburg, they are through with a win at Lyle. <laughs> Or or they can seal a top spot if Wolfsburg does not beat Sevilla. So two draws will also get them. So there, I mean, Salzburg's mm-hmm. basically through. They need two points to secure going through. Lyle, I hope they I hope they win Champions League. So I have to <laughs> learn how to say their name. <laughs> they can win at home to Salzburg, get a point to Wolfsburg. That would be enough to get them through. So there you go. And finally, nice group here. Uh, we already talked about Juventus. It's Juventus, Chelsea, Zenit St. Petersburg, and yep. Malmo. Malmo's dead, Juventus in. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's all to play for with Chelsea and Petersburg. Uh, the The reality is this. You would need a monumental collapse by Chelsea not to go through. It's nine points to three for P- St. Petersburg. Yep. So basically... They need a point out of two games, and their next two games are against Juventus, who's already through and doesn't care about this, unless they care about winning the group. I guess that's important for them. Uh, but then their second game is away to St. Petersburg. So theoretically, but I, if if Chelsea and Juventus just kind of like kick each other in the shins yeah. and don't really do no, anything. No, no, draw. They're fine. Then they're good. And then, uh, yeah, that's that. So, all right. There we go. That's that's your scenarios for Champions League. Yeah, my brain is prop- my brain is hurting now. We should have put a disclaimer. Put this on in some earbuds as you're trying to fall asleep and take a quick <laughs> cat nap because that will put you right to sleep. All those scenarios. But now you know we don't really do that on this show. And I thought let's actually get through what actually here what comes needs to the curveball. <laughs> Everybody thinks that we're going over the wall. Not today. No. We're going under it, baby. And you didn't have anybody laying down on the ground underneath the wall <laughs> like an idiot. What a stupid team no you are. No messy behind the wall for you, Bone. That's right. Uh, we'll take a break when we come back. Tottenham is paying a bunch of people to manage their team, but only one of them is. We'll discuss that next. It's going to be United. Welcome back to Bone and Beam United. By the way, before we get into the uh, Tottenham coaching situation, yeah, uh, good good little month on the podcast. A lot of listens, a lot Ooh. of people checking in. So if you're a new listener, thank you, welcome, and sorry for <laughs> the first 20 minutes of this episode. But seriously, we do appreciate you guys listening. And reach out to us. Let us know what you like about the show, what you don't. Maybe leave us a review I on the podcast. That would off. be nice. Lyle fan, tell you one thing, man. That's disgusting act like Joe Buck and Randy Moss. He should be arrested for the way that he was treating that team. That team, of course, in France, named after legendary hockey player Lyle Odeline. <laughs> nobody gets that reference. My guy. Nobody gets that My reference. Guy. Nobody, nobody in no the one right should. mind understands no one should. that. No one's meant to. That's the other thing. So you're like, I didn't get the reference. Like, good. You weren't supposed to. Yeah, that was nobody's under nobody's supposed to get the reference. No, that's that's what we're aiming for. The lowest possible references that we can get that no one else understands. But uh if you do leave us a review, we appreciate that. Uh also, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at bone beam united so all right now that's out of the way thank you again though for listening we really do appreciate it let's get to what's going on at tottenham because uh they've not been great they've decided to move on and they now have a new manager which means they're paying like 19 different people to manage their one team so 
That's great. Yeah, it's really wild a situation. So you came in uh, to last week, you know, the match day in the Premier League, uh, and it seemed like both coaches' jobs were on the line, weren't they? Like you had Manchester United with all the the crap that's going on with Ole, and then you had Tottenham, uh, which had all the crap that was going on with Nuno. Which one was going to suck less over at Spurs Stadium over there in London, right? And boy, did I tell you something. Uh, the Spurs sucked way more. Not the Spurs. Spurs sucked way more. I know people also, get, Greg yeah. Popovich was also really bad in that yeah, game. Yeah, Manu Ginobili was terrible. Um, <laughs> and so, anyway, Spurs sucked real bad. Manchester United gets the victory. Feeling great about the situation if you're a United fan, unless you aren't and you wanted to see Ole get fired. Uh, so they cut ties with Nuno. Uh, was it day later, a couple of days later, maybe on Monday, Tuesday, I don't know, whatever this week has been a blur anyways. Uh, so they cut ties with Nuno. They bring in Antonio Conte, who apparently was leading the charge for Manchester United coming in being their manager. No Tottenham plays 4d chess while everybody else is playing checkers. They say, you know what? We're going to go here and we're going to get this guy in Antonio Conte who was not interested in the job like five months ago. Well, that's the weirdest part of this, right? Of course it is. The fact that they approached him before and he was like no thanks maybe it was the harry kane situation that was throwing him off i don't know what it was could I have be no right idea. that that being up in the air i could i could see that would be the reason in the off season to say ah let's let that settle now it has so you know what you're getting into and yeah that that might that might very well be the thing that that held him back but yeah it sucks for nuno man because i like nuno as a person yeah. And as just a revered soccer expert, what he did, um, but it was just a, it was a weird hire straight from Jump Street for me. Yeah, it, it's always tricky when you take one of those guys who helps a team overperform, mm-hmm. you know, like then then give him the supposed resources. That's the weird thing with Tottenham, right? Like they should have the resources. They should be able to be a better team than they are. But the reality is the expectation levels are so insane. Now you're coming into a different situation like what Thomas Tuchel does, what Jurgen Klopp does. These big time clubs, when you come into them, it's not about like overperforming a little bit. It's about barely ever touching the insane expectation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe even with Jurgen Klopp, that's not fair to put him in that category, even though he he has outperformed expectations but I'm just saying like Liverpool fans at least had 30 years of futility before they could look back on that and say oh all right now we finally got our guy most of these big clubs even Liverpool they still have high expectations even if they haven't won anything in a while and the expectations of Champions League when you were a Champions League finalist two years ago like Spurs were I mean of course your expectations are going to be high and, and I can't blame the fans for having that so that's a lot different than you know, leading Wolves to some really nice wins or, or helping bring a smaller club or a team that's not had as much traditional success. Or even like Brentford, right? Like building yeah. up Brentford and getting them to the Premier League. Like, yes, that is great. That is awesome. It's something that we love to see in the sport. The expectations are inherently different at Brentford than what they are at Tottenham. And so uh, it's just, I don't know, I, I felt really bad for him, man. This team is pretty good on paper and they just haven't gotten things in the right direction. And that was the final axe uh, that coach 
cut the, that cut the rope this past weekend when they went down to United. But I did see this, which is crazy. So Antonio Conte comes in. We'll see what he's able to do. Remember, he came in. Uh, I think Chelsea were in ninth place when he took over there, and then all of a sudden, like, made them world beaters again. So it, they, it's kind of this ebb and flow of the Premier League, right? Like, all right, Frank Lampard, he gets fired from Chelsea. All of a sudden, Tuchel comes in. Champions League. Like, I, there's these weird things and expectations that I don't necessarily take as normal things that happen in sports. I think they're weird outliers. And so now Spurs fans are going to have all of this attention uh, on Antonio Conte for what he has done domestically. Uh, and they're going to have incredible expectations for him to come into. I don't think it's fair to put that on him right away. He doesn't have this team. He was uninterested in the job five months ago. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the transfer window coming up here in the winter and then next summer. So they signed him to an 18 month contract. Okay. This is where you get into fascinating stuff here with Tottenham and what's going on. We know that they just built that brand new stadium. I don't have the dollar amount, but whatever. It was like six months delayed and cost an ungodly amount of money over their actual budget. So they're already doing that. They had the Harry Kane stuff here in the summer. Uh, Now you fire your coach. You bring in Antonio Conte. who was uninterested in the job. Like we said, six months ago, Spurs are paying four managers until 2023. They're still pu- they're still paying Mauricio Pochettino. Uh okay, yeah. they're 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 paying Ponch to not coach for them. They are paying Jose Mourinho to not coach for them. He's under contract until 2023. Nuno was under contract until 2023 and then the crazy thing, you sign Antonio Conte to become your manager. He is under cont- contract until 2023. You have four managers that are under contract, three of which are not coaching your club. Yeah, that is that is a, a ridiculous amount of coaches. I'm surprised there's not – I mean, and maybe this is a thing that we just don't know about. Maybe it has happened, but I'm surprised with those guys getting other jobs that they have not had offset language, right? Like with Jose being at Roma, like that – Roma's like, well, yeah, you're here. We're paying you X amount of dollars. So now we don't have to pay because you already got your contract somewhere else. But maybe that's not a thing. I like that's Jose's a thing probably in, still getting paid by United, too. Like he's probably that's, making well, that's, a lot of I'm money saying, from a lot of different clubs. Because for those who don't know how that works, like in the NFL or in college football yeah. or wherever, like what we're more familiar with here, it's like if let's say you're you owe a coach $10 million, right? For you fired him after he had 10 million left on his contract. Um, if that guy then goes and becomes an offensive coordinator at a different place and they pay him like a million dollars a year and he gets a three-year deal, well, that $10 million becomes $7 million because yeah. the other school is going to take the $3 million. They're paying him to do a new job. You don't have to pay the $10 million. You pay less. So maybe that is happening uh, with you know that those contracts for those coaches, but still crazy that you've got four guys on the books. I mean, that's, that's really bad. That feels like... Um, wasn't Notre Dame like that? Oh yeah, Charlie for a little Weiss, while with Charlie yeah, Weiss, sure. where they had him on the books for for uh, Charlie Weiss like was ten years, right? Charlie Weiss was the Tottenham in this situation, except he was getting paid because he had like Notre Dame money and Kansas money. I want to say coming in at the same time after he got fired from Kansas after he took that job, and then I think he was like a coordinator at Florida or so. I don't know. He had like he had multiple deals where he was getting paid from. But anyway, that's yeah. For Tottenham fans, I mean, they won't care, right? Why should they? The money's not yours. As long as you get a coach in there, and if Conte can be the guy, I do think he is much more the vein of coach that you need to get in a spot like that, right? Where expectations are ridiculous. Every week there's drama. Every week there's something. And that's just a lot different than, you know, if you're Eddie Howe with Bournemouth. I know he's not there anymore, but like, those type of coaches, and that's where I'm not saying Nuno's a bad coach. I'm saying I think he works 
there's a reason why they call in like the same five or six guys to coach at like some of these smaller but very old and traditional clubs. They know how they're run. They're run differently than the big yes. clubs. Yes, it's a and, and that's why the same twelve or fifteen names are always floating around all the Champions League big boys, right? Like you're always seeing these names that it's like, well, he was over here and now he's over in and it, he was in Italy last year. And now he's in England this year and mm-hmm. he'll be in Germany in two years and in France, you know, like right. you just it's I love the, how you sign up too for these coaches and you're like, I oh, he'll be gone in I mean two years, tops. You oh know? yeah. Like this this like, is not a, by any stretch of the imagination, like a lifelong contract guarantee. Like your soccer team, your club out there hires one of the big boys outside of like Liverpool and what um and what you know Pep is doing with Manchester City, it's like three years tops now. Yeah. Well and and to go back to like that mentality too. Look at Jurgen Klopp is obviously his own man. He's a little different, right? But I'm a man, I'm 40. <laughs> that's right. But he is he's those these coaches that are at that level like a Conte, you know, like Jose, like these guys have been through the ringer so many times. They are used to the ebbs and flows and you almost have to I would guess like if you sat down and had a cup of coffee with them and you were like, "Hey man, What's going on with your striker? I heard he was like out partying, you know? Yeah. Don't you picture almost all the guys that get these level jobs like Conte would just be like, they'd sip their coffee. If they smoke, they'd smoke their little cigarette, take a drag and be like, eh, such is life. You know, that like, yeah. they're, this is something that they I've just seen a lot in my 40 years, right. young man. They live in this. And, and I don't think that's the same for some of these coaches who are hired and then they take a smaller club and they breathe life into it, and every day they're building. It's, mm-hmm. it's those guys do have much more of that. And I'm not trying to do this just because it's the popular show, but much more of that Ted Lasso college football-y thing. Yeah, where you buy in, you're in that world. It's your whole life. You get the vibe that like Jose or or Thomas Tuchel, something they know. Like, yeah, this is a fun ride. I'm gonna enjoy it while I'm on it. They're gonna pay me a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. And when I'm done, I'm going to probably go coach in a city like Munich or Paris Milan. or Milan. Like, yep. I'm going to live in a great city in a ridiculous place with whatever we'll car I want to drive. As long as my team I'll, plays well. Yeah. And then within like two weeks, I can go from the smartest manager in football <laughs> to he should be out on his ass and that guy sucks and he always had. Like, there's no way those guys can be as attached to it as say like college football coaches or NFL coaches even are because you just can't live and die with this stuff because if you did you'd you'd want to you you just wouldn't want to do it I mean these guys must love the drama and they love it and so anyway I think Conte's that's a long-winded way of saying I think Conte's a good hire it's just too bad that he didn't want to do it six months ago yeah absolutely and I think for Spurs fans it's it's that same thing right I mean if you would have ratified the Harry Kane situation a little bit earlier in the summer maybe this guy would have been there throughout the summer months and at the beginning uh, of your Premier League quest and now he comes in and he's trying to going to be trying to salvage the situation speaking of Ted Lasso when are we going to do that episode I mean because have you finished it we, yet no I've that's why we haven't done okay. it because I, I I'll tell you what Let's let's make that a goal before the end of the year. I will Maybe get it Maybe that'll finished. be a holiday episode for yeah, us. Yeah, like I I think that'd be a really fun one to put out when okay. we take a little break over the holidays. Like let's let's get together and let's all wrap on Ted Lasso cuz yeah, that's truly one of the best shows I've ever seen. Not because it's soccer. It's but it but it does involve soccer and that's what we do here. So 
Yeah. Too I many actually, Ted Lasso Halloween costumes, though. Saw too yeah, many. yeah, we got it. We got it. We're, we're good. Like, one or two is fine. We don't need 20 of them. Unless you're going to bring me the uh, the little box of biscuits, right? Yeah, that's like, true. Unless, if you're going to bring those, I'm sorry then I, I don't, don't bake those for you every day, by the way. <laughs> Drop them off at your desk. I could. I, I have the time to do it. I just don't. I have. Dude, you don't know how many times I have clicked on a recipe for those <laughs> biscuits and then said, no, come on. Let's let's just chill out. But I maybe, love England, where cookies are biscuits and biscuits are cookies. Yep, that's exactly right. All right, that's it for us. We will uh, do the Ted Lasso episode at some point soon. Good luck to the crew this weekend. And uh, anything else you've got on the plate, uh, Beamer, that you want to talk about? Good luck to uh, Lily as well, uh, our new favorite team. You mean Lyle? Lyle, yep. Lily, Lyle, Lila Hammer. Um, Lilay? You know, yeah, Lilay. <laughs> All of those, you know, big one this weekend too. Premier League, uh, Manchester United City, uh, Manchester Derby coming up this weekend. So that'll be great. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. We'll talk about that next week too. Till then, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening to Bone and Beam United.